uh, we want to embark on a, on a, a transformative uh, journey uh, through a new series that I want to just kind of talk to you for the next few weeks about the harvest of the heart. And we're going to talk about that. And, 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 and over the next several weeks, we will dive into the rich agricultural metaphor found in the scriptures that speaks to various aspects of our spiritual lives. These metaphors will guide us into exploring our intentions, our, our challenges, our growth, our, and, and ultimately our eternal destiny. That's what's going to be our challenge throughout this couple of weeks about God speaking to us and really understanding the importance of, our, of what God wants to take us. And in our message uh, this morning, we want to talk about uh, sowing with intent. That's kind of what we want to talk about first. We're going to lay that foundation down. And we will be examining one of the most well-known parables in the scripture, the parable of the sower. Uh, this isn't just a story. It's a spiritual framework. What makes this parable particularly enlightening is that Jesus himself provides an explanation, offering us profound insight into the kingdom of God and the condition of our hearts. Because I believe that is important. And as we explore this parable and, and, and its explanation, we will consider what it means to sow the purpose and how to and how the condition of our soul, our soul, our hearts affects our spiritual growth and, and fruitlessness in our lives. It really, it matters a lot, our condition of our lives and the condition of our hearts when, when the message is being preached, when the gospel is being delivered and the, and the seed of God is being transformed into our life. You know what? It, it determines a lot how much of that seed and how much of that root and how much that foundation is going to get established in our life. And that is important. And, and as we look into the scriptures this morning, you know, and we, and we allow these parables of truth uh, that have the power to transform us from the inside out. And I believe that the scripture is, is powerful. The scripture is, is alive. And if we allow it to really speak to our life, it can transform us. It can change us. You know, that you're no longer what you used to be. You no longer desire what you used to desire. But there is a true understanding and a, and a true change in our life when we really surrender our hearts to the things of God and really understand that there's more than just man, going to a service and going to church. But really, it's deeper than that. When, when your life really gets a hold of what God is trying to accomplish in your life, man, it changes your point of view. It changes how you function and how you operate in this world that we call earth. But there is a transformation. And, and one of the first things I want to talk to you about this is the principle of purposeful planning. You know, and as we explore into our text, uh, let's read in Matthew chapter 13, 3 and 4. And when we jump to 18 and 19, you can follow in the screen. Uh, the Bible tells us that as he told them many things in parables, saying, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sowed in his heart. This is what was sowed along the path. Here, 
Jesus explores us with a vivid articultural metaphor. One of the one of he himself explains. And you know, we live in a in 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 a country, we live in, in the Plant City area where, where harvest is, is continuing throughout the years, strawberry planting, and you see how they prepare the grounds. So it kind of gives us a metaphor, understanding what, what he's talking about. It says that the sower goes out and sow, and, and as he does, some seed fell along the path where birds come and devour them. Jesus clarified that this seed is not none other than the Word of God. He's talking about the Word of God that, that is, comes into our lives. So what are we sowing into our lives? So what are we sowing into our life? If the seed is the word of God, then the choices we make about what to sow are not tribal. They carry internal implications. They, they, they are, are we sowing seeds of truth, love, and, and righteousness? Or are we sowing seeds of this, this score and falsehood and sin? You know, it depends what you're planting in your heart and your life. And, and, and we're entering in October the, the, in the fall, and, and we're understanding what, what sowing and, and, and harvesting is all about. You know, because it's very important what you put in here is going to come out. What you allow into your life, what you allow into your spirit, sooner or later is going to manifest itself. It's going to show himself into our life. It's what comes in through our eyes, and, 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 and sooner or later it comes out and here. The Bible, the scripture is telling us what are we sowing or what are we planting into our spirits in our life. You know, if you have served God long enough, if you're a Christian and, you, and you've been serving God for a long time, you know that, that there are challenges that they're up and down and, 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 there, and there are trials in life and there are obstacles in life and there's all kinds of, you know, trials you go through, but you, you continue being faithful because what are you doing? You're putting into your life the Word of God, and you find your refuge, and you find your strength, and you find your encouragement through the Word of God that you are depositing into your heart. Because if you don't, you'll stumble and fall, and, and, and the Lord is teaching us here. He said, the seed we choose to sow will determine the harvest we reap. Therefore, it is crucial that we sow the right seed, the Word of God, into our lives. What, what are you planting into your spirit? What are you planting into your life? You know what, and, and I'm speaking to everyone this morning because, uh, you know what, it determines we live in a society that we're being bombarded by all kinds of pressures from, from media to television, from all, and, and, they're, and they're all planting, planting their seed into your spirit. They're planting their ideas, their ideology, and, and their point of views, and, and then you know, everybody planting their, their agendas into our life, into our generation, into our young people. But it's important that, that we get into the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to get a hold of us. And we need to put more of Jesus and less of the world into our lives. If we are going to overcome, and, and here he's talking about, but Jesus doesn't stop at identifying the seed. He also gives us insight into the sower, sower's strategy. He says the sower doesn't scatter seed randomly. He, he does it with, with intentionality. 
He knows that he knows that how the seed is so will significantly impact the harvest. This brings us to the importance of being intentional in our spiritual discipline, praying, Bible study, and fellowship. It's not just enough to merely engage in a spiritual activity. We must engage in them with purpose. That we have purpose. That Listen, I, I just don't go to church just to say I went to church. No, I go to church because I want something from God this morning. I, I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through how I feel. I, you know what? I'm, I don't feel like being here this morning. I might feel tired this morning. Physically and mentally, I, I already checked out. But you know what? You're going to miss it. You went to church where God's impressed. But what makes a difference is when you say, you know what, since, I, since I'm already here, might as well go all the way. Since I'm already here, might as well expect God to show up and say, God, you know what, you, you know you can do it in my life. You know you can change my family. You know you can change my situation. You know what, since I'm already here, God, I've come with intentionality that I'm expecting something from you. That's what is important. You know, the, the choices we make in the internet, you know, that we're intentional, will we'll bring to our, our spiritual disciplines that have eternal implications. We're intentional. We're, we're, we're pursuing it. There's no question about it. There's no, nothing to think about it. There's nothing to pray about. You know what? I, I'm going after God. That it pleases God. And let us be purposeful planters sowing seed that will yield a harvest pleasing to God. Not only that, but also what about uh, being predicament of poor soil? The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 13 says, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprung up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. As for what was so on rocky ground, this is the one who, who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when the tribulations or persecutions arise on the account of the word, immediately he falls away. Man, there's a lot to chew in that scripture there. Because I believe that happens to many of us. It happens to many of us that, man, we hear the word of God and here Jesus introduces us what I like to call the predicament of poor soil. He focused on rocky ground as a type of soil where the seed, God's word, may fall. Jesus explains that this rocky ground represents those who receive the word with joy but no root. At first glance, it seems like a positive response. Their joy, their, their, you know, their growth, but, but the problem lies beneath the surface. It is a vivid deception of superficial faith. A faith that may appear vibrant but lacks the depth needed for spiritual substance and growth. And it happens to all of us. 
Nothing wrong with receiving the word of God. Nothing wrong with being excited. Nothing wrong with, but, but, if, it's, but if it's just living in an emotional feeling, you're going to come off the roller coaster sooner or later. As long as you're on the roller coaster, it's fine and, and, and it's exciting. But what happens when, when you're off the roller coaster, but now the, the persecution and, 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 and the tribulations that the scripture is talking about, when it comes into your life, if there's no foundation, if you're not getting a hold of God and spending time in God, guess what happens? We fall off the wagon. We fall off the wagon, but we have to be Secure in the word of God. Yes, it's a journey. Yes, it's, it's a trial. Yes, it's, it's challenging. Yes, sometimes it looks like it's no fun. Everybody's having fun except for me because, you know, poor old me. That's okay. The pleasures of sin only last for a season. But the things of God are eternal. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be in the presence of God than anything else the world has to offer. And it's what he's talking about here because you know what? A faith that may appear vibrant but lacks the depth needed for spiritual substance and growth. So if you find that your faith wavers at the first sign of trouble, it may be worth examining the soul of your heart. Is it rocky? Is your faith grounded in depth, nourishing soil? of relationship with God, or is it merely skimming the surface? Super, superficial faith is not sustainable. It lacks the root needed to withstand the challenges of life. Man, you, you, you got to get hold of God because guess what? Hard times will come. Trials will come. People are going to talk about you, and you ain't going to like it. But you got to say, you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Greater is he. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. I'm going to get rooted and founded in the word of the Holy Spirit and allow God to transform me and change me. You know what? That's, that's, the, that's what's so important and as we're walking with God. Listen, I'm talking to individuals this morning or maybe you're watching online that says you know what yes you know what I, I have to get grounded and rooted in the words of God but Jesus doesn't stop there he goes on to describe what happens to this seed on rocky grounds when when the when the sun rises the sun is this parable symbolizing the trials and tribulations we all face these are moments that reveal the truth depth of our faith Trials that, that have a way of exposing our spiritual life. Man, I tell you what, you don't know how strong you are until you go through something. You know what, you, you, you think you got it all together until you go through a tragedy or you go through a setback or you get a phone call from the doctor and your life changed. You know what, you don't know how strong you are until you go through some stuff. And then when you go through some stuff, you realize, man, I need him. I, I thought I had it all together, but I don't. I, instead of running from God, I need to run toward God. Instead of shutting down God, I need more of God. 
You know what? That's what we need to say, God, I need you. I, I can't do this by myself. This is not a one-man island, one-man show. I need you. I need my church. I need my family to gather around me and encourage me and say, you know what? I don't know how we're going to get through this, but we're going to get through this together through the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, God, you are faithful. You're faithful because they're like a, you know what, a, a, man, our faith is challenged. Our faith is, if our faith is shallow, the intense heat of life challenges will cause us to wither and die. But if our faith is deeply rooted in Christ, we will not only survive these trials, but we'll thrive and produce fruit. Man, they say, you know what? Because when people see you going through what you're going through, they're going to go, you know what? If they can do it, if, if they can do it through the help of God, they, he can help me too. He can help me through. He can help me through whatever I'm going through. Man, and God is faithful. You know the story in the Bible when Jesus was on the boat and in the Bible and some scriptures tell us that there were also other boats with them. They were not the only boat out there in the water. They were not the only, only boat on the storm. There were also other ships on the water. But because they were, oh my Lord. But because Jesus was in their boat and he calmed the storm, everybody, everybody benefited from what Jesus did with, for them. So in other words, when Jesus blesses you, people get blessed around you. You know what, when you, when you, wherever you work in your secular job, when, you know what, sometimes you, your, your job is being blessed because you're there. Your boss don't, don't, don't think that. Your boss might don't see it that way. But sometimes, you know what, God is blessing that business because you're there. My Lord, it's, it's, it's God is faithful. The conditions of the soil, of the heart, is not something to be taken lightly. It has eternal implications. Therefore, let us strive to cultivate a deep-rooted faith that can withstand the trials of life and produce a harvest pleasing to God. The next thing real quick, it is sowing the perils of pernicious sweets. And the Bible tells us that, tell us that uh, other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. As for what was so among thorns, it is one who hears the word by the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word and it proves unfruitful. You know, in this part of the parable, Jesus warns about another challenging type of soil, the soil filled with thorns. He identifies those thorns as the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches. These are what I like to call the perils of persinous weeds. Jesus is clearly that those thorns, these weeds are not natural. They, are, they actively choke the word of God, preventing it from bearing fruit in our lives. The, the first of these weeds Jesus identifies are those who are the cares of the world. Our worries, our anxieties, our, our distractions. While these concerns may seem harmless at first, they have the potential to grow rapidly, choking out the word of God in our life. And if you find your spiritual life 
shift or, or, or you're not growing as you should. It might be time to examine what's choking your spiritual growth. Are, are you consumed with worry about your job, your relationship, your, your future? These words can act like weeds taking up space in your heart that should be reserved for God's word and his will. Man, there are things that, you know what, they look harmless, but they can affect us spiritually. They can affect us with our walk with God. We always think of bad things as sin and and drugs and pornography and adultery and, and cheating. We always think about all those things right away. But you know what, there are such things as worry and anxieties. That affects our lives as well, our, our walk with God and, and concerns. But Jesus doesn't stop at the worries and cares of this world. He also mentioned that the deceitfulness of riches as another form of persinous weeds. You know what? The lure of wealth and material success can be in, incredibly seductive, promising as security and happiness. Man, materialistic stuff can choke your walk with God. I was getting quiet now. When I was talking about sin, you were shouting at me. And I'm getting, I'm now I'm getting close to your home now. I said, Pastor, you are preaching about Jerusalem. Now you're preaching in Plant City. You're, getting, you're talking about my money now. But, but it's so true. I mean, nothing wrong. Like I said, it, I said it in the past and I said it again. Nothing wrong with being blessed and nothing wrong with working hard and nothing wrong with earning, you know, nice things and working for good stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's part of who we are. But, but when it becomes your God, when it becomes your God, when, when it becomes more important than God, you know, things become more important than church and becomes more important than giving and trusting God. You know, it becomes more important. You know what? That becomes a problem. It, start, it, starts, it, starts, it starts choking your relationship with God because now God is not your resource. Your paycheck is your resource. You know, it becomes a problem in our lives. And God, you know, we, 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 we don't start walking by faith. Now we walk by sight. No, if I don't see it, I, I ain't going to give it. But you will walk by faith. Man, we trust God. You know, and of course, it, it also applies to being good principal and good steward of your finances, good steward of your money. You know, you, you know that's all apl- applicable to our life as believers. You know, you're not going to just buy stupid stuff and then we, you regret it a week later. You, you thought, you, I should have never bought that. But you gotta, you got to be careful that that doesn't choke you. And the last thing I'm closing is this, the promise of productive soil. You know, the Bible tells us, tell us, other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And for what was so on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold, and another sixty, and another thirty. See, after guiding us through the complicity of different types of soil jesus finally brings us to the to the spiritual health the good soil it is the promise of productive soil it is more than just an agricultural metaphor it is a divine call for us to productive in our faith and this hallmark of this fruit of ground is what could be steamed that the soil of surrender the soil of surrender. This is a life that not only hears the word of God, but deeply understands it. This understanding is not nearly uh, 
and transformative, but, but, it's, but it's understanding that, that leads us to a life of fully surrendering to God's will. Such surrender is not passive. It is active and dynamic, leading to a spiritual fruitfulness. Say, God, you know, I, I just don't want to get through. I want to make a difference. I don't want to just go, I don't want to just coast through life. I, I, want, to, I want to make an impact. I, I don't want to just, man, I want to make a difference in the life of those around me. That say, God, you can make the difference. Jesus doesn't stop at this initial reception of the word. He, he emphasizes the various degrees of fruitfulness. Some are, some are a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. This is the soul of stand fast, consistency in our walk with God. Even, even amidst life, trials and tribulations leads to various, but certainly fruitfulness. That you know what? Yes, the, the wind came and the storm came, but I'm still stay, I'm sticking with God. Yes, I, I'm going through a tragedy. Yes, uh, you know what? That, that, that I wish it on nobody else and I'm going through, but you, guess what? I'm sticking with God. I'm still grounded with God because you know what? You know what? At that moment, it doesn't seem like much, but I tell you what, you're going to produce a harvest that's going to change your life. God calls us to, to be productive in our faith. It's not a suggestion. Suggestion, it, it is a, it's a mandate. The Apostle James echoes this when he says, when he says, faith by itself if it does not have words, it's dead. See, a living faith is a productive faith, one that impacts not just the individual, but also the community and indeed the world. Man, they say, you know what, God, God, you, you're going to make a difference in my life and those around me. The promise of productive soil is called to examine the depth of our surrender to God. Man, that's what he's talking about. I say, God, I, I surrender it all to you. I, I give it all to you. You know what? And, and that's what is in challenge us this morning. That as we strive to be good soul, good soil and, and we fully surrender to God's will and, and remain standfast in our walk with him, conf, confident that such a life will only please God, but also be fruitful in his service. Say, God. I'm being faithful to you, but I also want to make a difference around me. I want to make a difference in my children. I want to make a difference in my grandchildren. You know what? Some, are being, some of them are being rebellion right now. Some of them might not be, care much about the house of God, and they don't care about church. You know what? But you be faithful to God. And sooner or later, they'll come around. They'll come around. When, when, they, when, they, when they go through something, they'll, they'll call. They know who to call. Man, I get messages all the time in my, you know, in my phone about people that I've not heard in for years. Man, they fell off the wagon. But guess what? They call her Pastor Carter. Can you pray for me? I'm going through, I'm going through some stuff right now. You know what? Because they know where to turn. And you are that pillar. You are that foundation for them. See, the, the call to examine the soil of our heart. See, the, the, the urgency of sowing with purpose for a fruitful spiritual harvest. And not only that, but inviting, invitation for self-examination and commitment to sowing with purpose. The Bible tells us this. Listen to this. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap 
if we do not give up. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Man, sometimes you come to church, you faithful, you pay your tithe, you get off, you know, you go, you faithful, you go, man, I'm getting tired of that. No. That's what the devil wants you to do. That's what the devil wants you to do, to quit and give up. You know, because, you know, what is, what, what's the point? But I tell you what, in due season, we will reap a harvest. We will reap, if we, here, here's the key, if we do not give up, if we don't give up, if we don't give up, we, we will see the harvest. Come on, Pastor Eric. We, we, will, we will not quit if we say, God, you are faithful. Man, that I'm not going to quit. Let us not grow weary. You know, you can grow weary on a lot of things. But of doing good, think about it. You can grow weary of doing good. Doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. This is not just a, a promise. It's an assurance from God that our labor is not in vain. That a harvest await us. If we do not give up, so let us sow with purpose. Let us tend the soil of our heart and let us look forward to a harvest that brings glory to God. Man, that's what we want to do. Say, God, we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. We're not going to turn around. You know what? Because you are faithful. You're going to see my labor. You're going to see my work. God, you're going to see me through. Because I'm not going to give up. I've come too far to quit. I've come too far to turn it around. Man, I, 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 maybe I've not been perfect all my life. Maybe I haven't questioned things and questioned my relationship with you and things about you. But I tell you what, all I know, God, the older I get, the longer I live, the more of you I need. And that is so true. He said, God, I need you. you. You learn to realize that life is not as... Life is fragile. Life, life is here today and life can be gone tomorrow. But you know what? You need to sow the word of God into your heart, into your family. Say, God, I don't know about you, but I, I have got me thinking a lot about things like this. From that family that lost their life last week, gone in, in an instant. They all left their house together, never to come back. I was at that meeting Thursday night, talking about the funerals and hospice and all the legal stuff when you pass away there there's a lot of paperwork and you better plan for it because if not the state will take over and you think man life is short what am i planting in my life what am i planting in my heart <clears throat> they say god you're faithful 